Welcome to Real Estate Investing Unscripted, a podcast from Fund That Flip, where we explore some of the most creative, innovative, and inspiring stories from the real estate investor community. With expert tips and success stories you won't hear anywhere else, you'll come away with inspiration on how to improvise in the unscripted world that is real estate investing so that you can dominate your next real estate deal. Now your host, founder and CEO of Fund That Flip, Matt Rodak. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Real Estate Investing Unscripted. I'm your host, Matt Rodak, founder and CEO of Fund That Flip. And today we have a client and good friend of the firm joining the show, Mark Inks. Mark is principal of Mulberry, which is an integrated construction and development firm. Uh, Mark and his firm operate out of the Columbus, Ohio market. Go Buckeyes. Um, Mark has completed thousands of projects through kind of the Mulberry brand and individually before starting the firm. Uh, was party to thousands of deals um, through working with uh, public companies and a number of other big shops. So with that, welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So I gave a little bit of background, but I think you know, it'd be useful hearing it, hearing it from you. you know, how long have you been in the space? How'd you get into it? Um, kind of, uh, how did Mulberry you know, come to be? And then you know, a little bit about what you guys are, are into today. Sure. Um, as far as the space goes, I've kind of been in it my whole life. Um, uh, t- took a job with a, with a large public company right out of college and uh, thought it would be a summer job and quite frankly, never left. Um, <laughs> Uh, was you know got recruited by a couple of of the other public companies and uh, hopped around a little bit, not too much, but but was able to climb the ladder and and kind of learn um, a lot of different pieces about the business um, uh, and until the downturn uh, of '08, uh, which um, you know I I uh, took that as an opportunity. Uh, I was in a position to to do a little bit of buying at the time, um, and was able to buy things. Obviously, um, you know, at a at a much lower rate, and did fairly well during the downturn. Um, and shortly after the downturn ended, that is when uh, I was introduced to a ur- urban developer um, uh, who kind of needed the construction expertise, uh, and I uh, had joined forces with him. Uh, and and did many many projects as Mulberry, and several years back uh, went ahead and bought him out of the company, and uh, here we are today. So ultimately, we've we've kind of I have kind of done it all, and I've surrounded myself with with a lot of people who've done a lot of a lot of things, all real estate and construction biased, and and ultimately we uh, you know you're only as good as your team. So uh, I've, I've tried to focus on getting the best people, uh, at least in this market. To uh, to help to help us reach the goals that we we set for ourselves. Sure, can can definitely attest to that. How important good people are. So, I've been down to your office in Columbus. It's awesome. You guys got a lot of stuff going on there. So, you know, we talked a little bit about being integrated. You guys are doing land development. You're doing construction for others. You've got your own plumbing company. Like how 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 broad do you guys kind of uh, all the different parts you touch? Maybe just talk to us a little bit a little bit about that. Well, we, um, you know, the business has has kind of forced us in different directions over the years, uh, just through our growth. Um, and you know, quite frankly, uh, the difficulty in finding people to service our customers the way that we expect they be serviced. Um, so there was, you know, there was times to where we maybe weren't happy with the 
the uh, property management that was available in the Columbus, Ohio market, or at least the people that we had worked with. So uh, when we developed our own apartments, uh, we said, well, we're going to just do this ourselves uh, so that we can give a higher level of service. And uh, same thing with plumbing. I mean, plumbing is a... um, is a, uh, I guess, a, a tradesman poor trade in Columbus. Uh, just not a lot of people getting into it for whatever reason. Uh, we struggled uh, finding, you know, large and small plumbers, uh, depending on the size of, of job. So we had an opportunity with a, uh, a plumber who, who uh, didn't want to own his own business anymore and, um, you know, wasn't, maybe wasn't, uh, needed some business help. And, he approached us and we joined forces and we now have our, you know, our own plumbing company of which we fortunately are busy enough to just kind of service our own jobs. Mm-hmm. However, as of late, we've been, you know, requested by quite a few people. Uh, so that, that little company itself is growing like crazy. It's great. So, uh, you know, everything that we set up was set up originally to service ourselves and our volume. And, um, you know, our volume just continues to grow every day. Yep. Yep, it's great. So I think it's easy to say you've you've been around the block a time or two and have seen uh, probably seen uh, the ups and downs of of the real estate market and certainly are are involved in a lot of different you know pieces parts from property management to construction new development. I don't normally do this on podcasts, but I think it's important this time. It's it's April first today, right? And we're in the midst of the Corona crisis, COVID nineteen crisis. You know. The yeah. question on everybody's mind is what is going on? And, you know, particularly at the front lines, <laughs> like you guys, um, I know we've got a, a dozen or so projects going with you right now, and I'm sure you've got more with others. How's it going? Like, are you guys still progressing projects, uh, slowdowns, delays? Like, just give us give us the report on the front lines, at least in Columbus, in terms of how things are, are moving. Well, I, I know Columbus is different than, than many other areas, um, especially areas that you guys participate in. But we are considered essential here. Um, we are we are following all of the governor's requests and, and even going above and beyond with some of our cleaning practices and ordering people to stay home if they've been in contact with anyone whatsoever who's, who's sick, coronavirus or not. Um, the good news is we're, we're, we're pretty heavily invested uh, in technology. And we've got some really some amazing software programs that we use to run our business. So most of our staff, uh, if need be, could work from home. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of them have. Um, out As far as out in the field, um, it's business as usual, quite frankly. Up until today, I haven't, I haven't had really anyone... Um, you know, and, and all the other companies are, are, you know, sending people home when sick and all that. I'm hearing of that. Uh, but we deal with a lot of larger companies, too. So, um, you know, just based on our volume, which might be a little different than what, you know, some other people who don't do the amount of units that we do, you know, maybe working with smaller contractors that are, you know, very small crews. Um, I don't think we're feeling the pain as much as some of those guys are. Um you know, some of our companies, if they have 10 people stay home, it really doesn't cause a glitch uh, in their production. So our job sites are packed every day and have been since this whole thing started. Um, I haven't seen a really a slowdown at all. Um, You know, we are, uh, we have, you know, put out, uh, you know, a letter that, that we are expected to work and, and we are uh, going to continue to do so. And, and that's, you know, that's, 
we're kind of running the field business as usual. We're just being more cautious and, and practicing better hygiene and, um, not that we didn't in the first place, but a lot of hand washing, um, a lot of hand washing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Limiting, you know, limiting large meetings, uh, just, you know, making sure the guys in the field, you know, even our plumbing company, uh, we've broken into smaller crews and we say one person works upstairs, the other person works downstairs. I don't even want them close to each other all day. Um, so we, you know, we've, we've, I think we've implemented some practices that, that should help us avoid this, but you know, it, 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 I don't think anyone knows the, the, the foolproof way to avoid, you know, this, this virus, but we're doing everything we've been asked to do. And then some. Yep. Yep. And I think it's important for all of us to do that. So that was one of my next questions. So, you know, it sounds like you are modifying a little bit about how your, how your crews work. Mm-hmm. Separating them out, uh, you know, guys are doing anything differently in terms of like, you know, whereas before maybe you would have the, you know, electricians and the, you know, the framers there at the same time saying like, hey, like let the framers finish before the electricians come in or, um, sure, more, more like, are you staggering things any, any differently or like you said, kind of more, more business as usual, just distance each other when you're in the house? Yeah, just more distancing from each other when you're in the house. However, a lot of our projects are large enough. I mean, we have several multi-story projects too. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we don't just have single families. So, um a lot of those projects you you might have five or six vendors on that job site that day, but it's, you know, it's a 260 foot wide by 80 foot deep by four-story building. So, right. um you know, you can have plenty of people in that building performing their duties and being more than 10 foot away from each other, more than 20 foot away from each other for that matter. So, um, you know, in our single family stuff, um, we run a pretty tight ship single family wise. And I I don't necessarily believe in throwing people on top of each other anyway. I mean, we really didn't do that before. I, I, you know, I do like to let the sub trades finish before we go on to the next phase, just because that, you know, it, a person isn't as efficient when they are trying to, uh, you know, work around a framer or work, you know, have the HVAC guy work around the electrician and they're stepping all over each other's stuff and, and pipes in the way. And it just, it's, in my opinion, it's not wise to do anyway. Um, so we've never really had that, Matt, to be honest with you, we've always given people their days. Got it. Got it. So maybe, uh, maybe others that will, uh, have to go to that route. We'll have some better practices on the other side of this, which you, which you guys are already, already on top of. Cool. So, so the other questions that I'm getting a lot is, um, you know, it's not just your crews that have to be in there, right? It's city inspectors. It's, yep. um, you know, for us, we do construction draws and, and inspections come out. I'm sure banks or other lenders that you work with require the same thing. Are you seeing anything, any different, different there? And, and, you know, how, how are the kind of city governments, um, and city inspectors primarily kind of kind of dealing with this to make sure that you guys can keep your projects on on track well um we first of all we have wonderful relationships with our with our we, we participate mostly in the city of columbus here uh not too many suburbs but we have wonderful relationships with our city of columbus inspectors and, and i personally talk to many of them all the time um they are a few weeks back they were ordered to take their cars home and work from home uh, and they pick up their inspections on their phone. So the city has technically shut down any entry to the building, but still performing inspections as usual. Uh, if we call in a structural inspection today, we have it tomorrow. Um, 
So when you say on their uh, you phone, know, obviously, so, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Does that mean yeah, you're sorry. walking you're walking around the property with your phone videotaping kind of what's going on and they're looking at it at home? No, 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 no. They come in. They come oh, they in and do, do an inspection. They just they Got pick it. up their inspections off of their phone or their computer. Uh, they don't have to go into the office anymore. Got it. Um, and 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 they're able to do everything and log the inspection and everything directly from their phone. So, which they were always able to do. This isn't something new, but they used to go into the office and now they don't. They just go straight to the job site in the morning because they used to take their their city cars back. Um, so it is. Uh, it, it's really no difference. I mean, a lot of times yeah. our, our project managers will meet the inspector on site uh, and walk the project with them. I mean, of course, you know, we're all going to come in contact with each other to some extent. They're, you know, they stay six or eight or 10 foot away from each other. And uh, I've seen, I've heard of some of the inspectors having masks, you know, wearing a, you know, a mask. Uh, not all, but some. Um, so, you know, everybody's protecting themselves at the individual level the, the best that they can. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're going to see someone, even if it's your family at home, you know, you, you, you yeah. can't, we can't completely stay away from each other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the social distancing is, it's not that hard to have a conversation eight foot away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what we practice and, and they have too. I mean, they're now what they're not doing, what the city of Columbus is not doing. And, and I, I don't believe they're going to come off of this policy um, until, you know, we're, we're on the decline. They are not doing inspections of occupied units. Um, mm. Doesn't affect my business at all. We don't have any. Uh, but for instance, if you were doing maybe a remodel job for a customer, the city's not coming into that house. So that has stopped. Mm. Um, but that's not what we do. Whether it's yep. a flip, a new build, single family, a new build apartment building, we don't have customers in there anyway. Yeah. It sounds like I'm curious, uh, your opinion on this. It sounds like in a lot of ways, you know, not a whole lot has changed for you guys right now, which is good. Um, except for maybe the inspectors aren't going into the office. Do you, do you see any kind of like changes that are made because of this um, that turn out to be like a good thing? Um you know, that whether it's at the city level or, or elsewhere, you know, get adopted long-term that, you know, ends up being a, a positive on, on all of this? Um, I don't know that I see anything long-term. Um, I, I know that hopefully as a nation, we, we practice better hygiene. I mean, myself, I've always kind of been a little bit of a germ freak. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, this is an odd to me to wash my hands 20 times a day and use hand sanitizer anytime I see it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I you know, I've, I've always been one of those guys that out of respect, I, you know, I, I, I shake a person's hand, but I, I always think, should I shake their hand? <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's probably not the cleanest thing to do period. So, um, it, uh, you know, short of that, I, I don't, you know, I, I certainly don't want to make light of what's going on. This is a very, very serious issue, but we have felt no, no pain, knock on wood. And we hope yeah. that it stays that way. Yeah. Um, I really haven't, even what the inspectors have done hasn't changed anything for us. We still call in our inspection and they show up the next day. Um, so day to days, we have not, we have yet to be affected. Um, yeah you know, hopefully it can stay that way. Yeah. Maybe we'll start bowing in the future. Like, like our, our friends in Japan and get, <laughs> get away from the handshake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't feel other than, you know, the stay at home order at night, you know, it, it's, 
I think we're all going a little stir crazy sitting in our houses all night, but, and on the weekends, but, uh, you know, I mean, you have to find other things to do, you know, you have to go and walk. We got to get back before football season starts. I keep saying people will lose their mind. If, if particularly when you're playing, the Buckeyes aren't playing in the fall, man, we're going to have real problems. (laughs) Uh, I know. I know. I know. So so, so let's, uh, uh, let's shift gears a little bit. If you don't mind, Mark, it sounds like things are progressing, progressing, uh, you know, great down there from a construction perspective. And hopefully that keeps up for your sake and, and all your workers sake. What about, um, and I don't know if this is, has happened to you yet, just depending on kind of what your pipeline looks like, but did you guys have anything kind of, you know, ready to be listed and sold or do you expect to have anything be ready or listed or sold in the next couple of weeks? And like, what are you, what are you planning for just in terms of how do you show the house? You know, are people actually out going to mm-hmm. look at houses right now? Like talk to us a little bit on, on your near term expectations on, you know, moving product. Sure. Um, well, good. Some good news. Uh, we Mulberry had uh, three sales and three closings in the last thirty days. Great. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, people at least for us, I've heard some stories, but for us, people that were committed, and I think a lot of that has to do with our customer base. Um, our, our customer base isn't as affected financially yet. I think. Um, you know, I think that we, you know, we do a little higher end product. Um, so, you know, a lot of the folks that are buying our product, they, they are some of the same folks I ran into in the last downturn. Uh, those who had money are still, we're still buying. Um, so that's kind of our customer. Um, it, well, it is our customer. Um, I'm also working with two new, new build clients right now who have shown no indication of backing out. Mm-hmm. Um, Matter of fact, quite the contrary. Uh, they're more worried about me backing out yeah. uh, because of the coronavirus. So, um, and we have another closing coming up on the seventh, uh, which um, you know we went and signed today, uh, and I believe they're going on the seventh to sign. So we're not doing too many face-to-face closings anymore. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure that it you know it matters. They're they're you know the the transfer is happening. Um, title companies are considered essential business. So that's, that was, you know, one of my early concerns is, oh my, the title companies are going to shut down and we're not going to be able to have closings. Well, that's pretty clear that that's not going to be the case, at least here. They're considered insurance companies. So what about longer term? Are you, um, you know, as you're thinking, you're thinking you're at your pencil and deals out and you're right. You're saying, Hey, you know, I think I'm going to sell this product for 470, 520, right. Whatever your outsell is. Do you think there's going to be any sure. any kind of downward pressure? You know, again, a lot of lot of what ifs out there, right? On how long does this last, and how many yeah. people end up unemployed? But yep. have you started to kind of, you know, maybe maybe model some things out with more downside than maybe you were going into this? Um, I would say yes and no. I and I, and I'll explain. Uh, as of right now, um, the only deterrent to doing deals and we're seeing a lot of them we're seeing even more now because i think some people are really afraid of this uh maybe some people that um maybe don't have the staying power that that can't you know maybe can't last a 90-day downturn or 100 even 120-day downturn that are wanting to get rid of their properties right now um and if money were no object i would buy all of them that's that's just me i'm not saying that's the right thing to do uh, but I have been through uh, a downturn that was very specific to our industry. 
mm-hmm. very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally probably made more money in that three year downturn than I do now. Um, you know, every economy has a winner no matter what. And it is, it is about, you know, being regimented and sticking to your routine, blocking and tackling cor- correctly and carefully vetting every deal. Um, so that is something that we do. We are still buying deals as of now. Um, I, I have yet to walk away from a deal that I was interested in. I walk away from deals every day, but that's not because of the coronavirus. It's because they don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, to answer your question, if, if I guess if, I, if, if, I, if lending was no limitation, uh, I, would, I would probably ramp up my buying right now. Yeah. Interesting. So you're, you're, bull, you're, that, that you're, you're bullish long-term. Bullish. You, you think, you think we come out yeah. of this and, and we come out of it pretty quickly yep. and, and people are back in market buying houses. Well, let's face it. I think we all know we're going to come out of this. It's yep. when, I mean, yep. this isn't going to last forever. That's a, that's a fact. Um, I do think that at least in the Columbus, Ohio market, we have a very, very robust economy here. Columbus didn't get pinched the way a lot of other markets did, uh, even back in the, re- the real estate recession. Um, I mean, it was a tough time, but it, you know, it was nothing compared to Florida or Phoenix or, you know, places like that. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think that the second the governor says it's time to go back to work, we're opening our restaurants, we're opening our bars, we're opening our bowling alleys. I think that unemployment is, you're going to see a rapid drop in unemployment just as quick as this ramp up. Assuming, once again, these are just my opinions, assuming this thing doesn't go on for six or eight or 10 months. And I think Mm -hmm. we all know that the coronavirus is here to stay, but what we need is good news and, and declines, declines in new cases, declines in deaths. You know, uh, we, we have a treatment, even though I don't think we're going to have a vaccine in 2020, but we've got a treatment for people who really get sick. You know, this is working. You know, we have enough ventilators. We have enough masks. We have enough, you know, PPEs for everybody. Um, I, I think that, that we're going to see rebounds, uh, you know, some pretty exponential rebounds. Yep. Um, so, <clears throat> The other thing to keep in mind is depending on how long this lasts, once again, my opinion, people, many people are still being paid, even while being laid off, very mm-hmm. close to what they currently make. So, um, you know, as things open back up, if this doesn't drag out too long, it should have been, you know, it, it really shouldn't have really hurt people that much financially. Yeah. Yep. Um, unless this lasts an extended amount of time, yep. you know? Yep. I just finished a podcast with a, an economist and, and her and I were having a good conversation on, you know, the V shape versus the U shape. Right. Um, in, mm-hmm. in Absolutely. A lot of the, a lot of the people are calling for a V shape and, and her included. And I think that's what we're all hoping for. And it sounds like, you know, someone who's kind of on the ground level looking at the data and feeling it right. Um, you're also kind of in that, v-shaped camp which is which is good it's encouraging we should we should all feel encouraged about that (laughs) yeah no no i certainly am and you know a lot of it depends on you know where you're at too i mean we're we're currently booked with work we have to complete for you know not booked but we're taking on new new business every day but we have enough work to keep every employee in our doors open for uh, you know unless something 
extremely catastrophic happens. Um, but we're, we're currently busy for the next year, year and a half without adding another single job. Yep. Um, so we're in a little different scenario, maybe than some other people, um, which is, which is good. Um, but I, I just, my theory is, is pretty positive at this point, um, that this can't last that long. It yep. just, it just can't. I, I, I don't believe it can. We've got some brilliant people in this country, uh, and some amazing scientists and doctors and, and, you know, we're going to figure this out. Um, and I'm sure that some of it is probably already figured out, just has to go through the testing, you know, phases. So, yeah. um, I, I, I don't believe that this is, uh, this kind of pain and fear and panic is here to stay. Yep. And as someone who lived through the, the 2008, you know, crisis, um, you, you mentioned, you know, you, you, you did well during those times, maybe just do it, do it, give us a quick kind of compare and contrast around, you know, maybe what some of the similarities may be, what, you know, some of the differences are going to be, um, particularly, you know, as it, as it relates to, you know, opportunities in the, in the real estate world. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot, um, you know, I'll try and keep it short and sweet. Um, I think that back then, most of our problems were were real estate based and loss of wealth because so many people had any wealth or equity that they accumulated in their home. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, there was a trickle down effect there that that you know many people lost their jobs, especially in Columbus, Ohio, because there's a lot of construction in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a builder at the time. Uh, who closed 3,200 homes a year. Uh, so big, big, big builder. Um, so obviously, when you go from 3,200 homes a year to 300 homes a year, there's a lot of layoffs, a tremendous amount. So, uh, And then all of the people that support that industry, um, all the way down to you know Chevy and Ford making trucks for a lot of construction workers. I mean, it, it hurt everything that touched real estate. Um, then you started having the buying frenzy because people got desperate. So they started letting their houses go very low. Um, and, uh, mixed with your competition was no longer the other builder. It was a foreclosure. It was only a year old. Um, so it was, it was, it was certainly more difficult to make money and almost impossible to make money unless you had money. Because you could buy cents stuff at ten cents on the dollar, but you could only sell it at fifty cents on the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. So um, those who had cash made made a lot of money in those days. Um, those who were leveraged and or were uh, not buying correctly lost a lot of money. Um, so you know it was. Uh, I, I think what's different about this is it, everybody's affected. Everybody in the world is affected by this. However. Um, we're sheltering people and, uh, you know, Americans especially are very gluttonous. I mean, we like to buy things. We like nice things. We like cool things. We like to do stuff. We like to travel. All of those things, all of those desires are not going away. Uh, I heard from a, uh, a real estate friend the other day that showings are down, but clicks on their how posted houses on their websites are up 10 times wow. normal. Wow. So yeah, people aren't going out and looking at that house, but they're laying in bed shopping for houses. Yeah. Uh, on their iPhone. So I don't 
I don't think that the desire has gone away. I think people will always love a new home. Uh, people will always love a cool home. People will always, people are always going to move. Columbus has become a pretty transient city. Um, and, and I think that what we're building is, is pent up demand. I really believe that, uh, at all levels. Um, I believe that most of these people are going to go back to work as soon as the governor says so. I don't think there's going to be this big lingering unemployment cloud out there. Um, I, I think that they're going to go back to work. Their companies are going to say, hey, we're open for business. You're not even going to be able to get a reservation at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, those are all my thoughts. Uh, but I, I also do realize that if this goes on six, eight, ten months at this level, probably not going to happen. Um, but yeah. you know what? If a, if, a, if a restaurant closes down because they, they can't make their payments, then somebody else is going to lease that space and there'll be a new restaurant there. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just the cycle. Yep. Um, so everything's very cyclical. And I think that, you know, what goes down must come back up. And I think that there is a, a lot of people still doing good in this economy, even working from home. Uh, you know, I've got buyers that were buying $900,000 condos for me that never left their house. They worked from home. They yeah. worked from home anyway. That was yeah, their right. job. Right, right. Um, so those people are still out there and they're still working. So yeah, it's a bit. It's a big number. Um, I'm, I'm with you, and I think you know that's what we're all hoping for. And I think we've got some, as you said, doctors and scientists working on, if not a vaccine, some ways to to blunt the effect, um, which gets people back and it less threatening. I think we've also got some some good policymakers. Um, Taken, taken what seem to be the right actions to um, make sure that things continue to hum as well as they can. So I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic. It sounds like you are too, which is which is great. Yeah. Uh, great to hear. Well, it was really well, good, Mark. That's I, what you have to be. You got to be right. You got to find all the find the positives yep. in here because they're they're out there if you look hard enough. So, well, listen, I really appreciate yep. your time, Mark. I know you're a busy man, so you know, thanks a lot for stopping by. I, I think, um, you know, kind of my 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 takeaways here. I like to give some takeaways. Is you know, I'm happy that this is the case for you. Job sites are humming, people are working. Um, you know, city governments are figuring out how to keep projects on track, which is great. Um, you yep. think we're bouncing back quick in a, in a big piece of that is, you know, the desire is not going away and that desire is eventually going to turn into demand and that demand eventually turns into home purchases. Right. So, um, yep. All, all back soon. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, we hope, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we're planning on. And I, you know, I think, uh, you can sit still in a time like this, but in, you know, if things pan out the way that we said, that wouldn't be sitting still, that'd be going backwards. So we are, we are cautiously bullish. If there is such a thing, that's what we are right now. Changing on a day by day basis and keeping a, keeping an eye on things and adjust and adapt as appropriate. Right. Um, yep. Absolutely. Well, this was great. This was great. Thank you. Uh, thank you again, Mark. Really appreciate the time. And thank you um, everyone out there that's listening. Um, for more other uh, other and great resources about what's kind of going on in the market right now, um, be sure to check out our blog at fundthatflip.com. Otherwise, stay safe out there and look forward to, uh, to chatting uh, uh, again with you all soon. Your host, Matt Rodak, signing off. Mm-hmm.